Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. And today I'm going to talk to you about something that you will probably have um, and it's called leaky gut or in a more fancy term gut hyperpermeability Um, so i'm going to talk to you about six things that you should do and six things that you should not do if you want to heal your leaky gut Um, and healing a leaky gut is really a key strategy in managing your endometriosis symptoms now mostly People assume that you have a disease, and you may have thought about that too, that is associated with your reproductive system. Um, And so you may not have spent an awful amount of time thinking about how your gut is causing or affecting your symptoms. Um, So I do talk a lot about how the gut is involved in your symptom, and a lot of symptoms are actually gut symptoms. If you think about bloating, although there's a hormonal side to bloating, most bloating is um, gut-based, things like constipation, diarrhea, but even things like fatigue, uh, brain fog, headaches, nausea, vomiting. There's a lot of uh, gut symptoms that go with endometriosis um, and that can be confusing, but they're all based around the concept of leaky gut or gut hyperpermeability and that is that means that your gut wall is damaged and it allows undigested food particles to go through and come into the bloodstream um, where they're not supposed to be and your immune system responds to that as dangerous foreign invaders and it kicks in and that then um, increases inflammation Um, There's other things obviously happening, but the the leaky gut is really a big problem. Um, It also means that you have less surface area for good bacteria to find a place and to build big colonies of good bacteria. Uh, But also you have less surface area where your gut can absorb nutrients from your food. So you absorb less nutrients and therefore you can even develop some nutrient deficiencies. So healing your gut is really really important um so what are some things that you should do and some of the things that you should not do when you're looking to heal your gut so number one the first thing to do is to assume that you have leaky gut it's very difficult to diagnose and you don't have to be diagnosed with leaky gut to treat your gut related symptoms as if you have leaky gut um You won't harm your gut if you do this. And in fact, it will probably make you feel a whole lot better. So just assume that if you suffer from bloating, constipation and or diarrhea, flatulence or nausea and vomiting, just 
assume that you have this thing called leaky gut um, because the ways to heal a leaky gut will directly improve these symptoms. The second do, or the second thing to do is to remove gluten and dairy. Now, leaky gut is mostly caused by food intolerances and gluten in wheat and dairy protein, so not lactose. So many people I talk to think that, oh, if they just go lactose-free, they can still have dairy. It's lactose um, is, is the sugar in dairy. And if you have a problem with lactose, it's because your stomach doesn't have the enzyme to break down the lactose. But what we talk about here is the dairy protein. Um, and so gluten and dairy protein are the most commonly experienced intolerances that um, with women with endometriosis. Um, and I only have a couple of clients that are okay with gluten that are not intolerant to it and a couple of clients who can have dairy, but mostly really about 98% of my clients when we test for food intolerances, gluten and dairy are right up there. Um, so it's the first step that I always recommend, even if we haven't tested yet for specific food intolerances, go gluten and dairy free because it really, um, it does a couple of things. One, I think it will start to reduce a lot of your symptoms. You might not actually get rid of them because there might still be other food intolerances that are in play, but it will definitely improve many symptoms. Um, and um, it also gives you a way to practice or to, to get your, a handle on adjusting your diet and, and seeing some improvement. And that can be very motivating for when we get to the fine tuning and the tweaking even further. Um, so definitely start with a gluten-free and dairy-free diet. Um, and uh, things, so sometimes bloating can disappear sometimes overnight and fatigue and brain fog are also two symptoms that can improve really very quickly. Um, in the show notes, I will put a link to a course that I have, um, and it's called Remove Gluten and Dairy from Your Diet. And it really steps you through, well, not only why it's so important to do it, but also how to do it. And it comes with a two-week uh, sort of meal plan with all the recipes that gets you, gets you a sense of what you can still eat. Um, on a gluten and dairy free diet it gives you suggestions for um, foods that you can have instead of the gluten and the and the, the dairy so um, it you can you know you can start straight away and in the process also learn how to tweak your current diet to be gluten and dairy free so i'll put that in the show notes so make sure that you check that out so that was the second so we had one assume that you have leaky gut and two remove gluten and dairy from your diet Number three is then to find out what your food intolerance are and remove those foods from your diet. So although removing gluten and dairy from your diet can give you enormous improvements in your symptoms, you're very likely to have more food intolerances. And as long as you still eat those foods, your leaky gut will not really have a proper chance to heal. Um, and this means you're still not absorbing all the nutrients from your food. There won't be enough space in your gut for your microbiome. And the gut mucus layer that, that sort of sits along um, your gut that allows uh, whatever is in your gut to move through um, nicely. And that uh, is also necessary to make sure 
um, that you can go to the toilet easily. Um, that mucus layer is damaged when you have leaky gut and without removing all your food intolerances, it can't repair properly. Um, so those are three things that I think you should do. The, and now I've got three don'ts. <laughs> Um, don't one, that sounds really weird, but the first thing to uh, stop doing or not do is drink alcohol. Um, so alcohol irritates the gut wall, which creates damage to an already irritated and inflamed gut wall. Your overall inflammation is not limited to certain areas. It means all your organs and all your tissues are in this constant state of inflammation, including your gut wall. And that then contributes to the gut wall damage. It also has alcohol also has a drying effect. Um, so that mucus layer in your gut will dry out. Um, and if especially if you have um, constipation, that is really important uh, that that mucus layer is is nice and healthy. Um, because without it, it just whatever the bulk that is in your gut can just not move, you can imagine, uh, that mucus layer is a bit like a slippery dip. We have that in Australia. Oh, I'm not sure it's still used a lot with a lot of the drought, but where um, we'd have, you know, a big piece of plastic on the grass and then there's water running uh, on the on the plastic and then kids would dive and slide down the, the, the piece of plastic. Um, so if keep that in mind, and or if you could see, think about water parks where you go on the slide, there's always water that runs from top to bottom, and that helps you move along. If it wasn't there, if it was dry, you'd find it really hard to, to slide down. So that's what that mucus layer in your gut does. So alcohol will dry that out. Um, the, the mucus layer is also a protector in your gut. So... Um, a dry one this is really not very helpful the second thing to not do is to drink caffeine um, coffee black tea uh, green tea they all contain uh, uh, chocolate uh, chocolate chocolate powder any, any sort of chocolate all contain caffeine so caffeine can worsen your leaky gut by irritating the gut wall and it's also like alcohol um, it's a, a dehydrator, so it will dry out that mucus layer in your gut as well. And the last don't uh, um, that I want to share with you is to assume too quickly your gut is healed. So when you start to change what you eat and drink and healing your gut, you could see an improvement in your symptoms quite quickly. Um, and that could lead you to believe that your gut has healed and that you don't have to worry about it anymore so you stop eating gluten and dairy and after a few weeks you really feel much better you've had more energy um, maybe your bowel movements have gotten easier and better um, you're not not bloated as much you might think that your gut is healed but unfortunately it takes time for your gut to heal and the absence of symptoms does not mean it's all fixed so I recommend you give it at least four months before you assume your gut is healed. And even then, um, you in all likelihood still have food intolerances that if you introduce your foods might damage your gut again. Um, and although some food intolerances can disappear, um, and I've seen them disappear um, when clients retest 
and then they have intolerances that they had before that were really quite serious, they have just completely gone. Um, if you are intolerant to gluten and dairy, you're very likely to always be intolerant to gluten and dairy because there is there's something in those proteins that um, that our guts really don't like. So, um, yeah, so three things that I think you should start doing. One is assume that you have leaky gut and treat it as if you have. Um, the second thing is to remove gluten and dairy. And the third thing is to find out what other food intolerances you have and remove those from your diet. And as I said, uh, in the show notes, there's a link to a course um, called How to Remove Gluten and Dairy from Your Diet um, that will help you step through all that. Uh, and the things to not do is to drink alcohol and drink anything that has caffeine because both are drying your um, gut wall and that in that sense irritating it and also don't assume too quickly that your gut is healed really um, it, it you you've taken a long time to get your gut to this stage it will take a long time you basically have to repair and renew that entire um, that entire organ all right um so yeah th 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 things to do and not do if if you want to heal your leaky gut and definitely if you have any gut symptoms and uh, or uh, are fatigued when you wake up in the morning you've got this foggy head or um, those are if you get uh, headaches and migraines are all symptoms that there's not that not all swell with your gut and it certainly pays to think about healing it and and taking some steps to start feeling better that way Okay, that's it for today. I will see you again in the next podcast in two weeks. Bye for now. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a, an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's an obligation-free, totally free 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes. Mm -hmm.